0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 18 of the NYC Real Estate Podcast, and we are presented by EBMG, which is my real estate management company in New York City, and I'm Mark Levine. I am the host, and I wanted to do a quick episode on two topics that were um, important for this year since we're getting to the end of the year. And yesterday on Sunday, I presented at the CNYC show in New York City Um, If you're not familiar with CNYC, it's the Council of New York Co-op and Condominiums. And it's a great organization that has classes once a year on a Sunday in the city. And I think that there were probably about 30 to 40 different classes for board members who are interested in various topics. And I traditionally do a resident communication course that goes into detail on my opinion and I have also an attorney, uh, Julie Schechter joined us this year teaching and and Lloyd Krein who does um, tech work. So what we do is we sit down and we tell the boards, uh, you know, this is a great way for you to communicate with your residents. This is how we could open up the flow of information. This is what type of information should be shared. And we had a great time doing it. So if, if you want to email the show and reference that you would like the materials that I handed out, I'm more than happy to share that by PDF to you or by link from Dropbox you can email the show at nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com, nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. And I just thought it was like a great kind of Sunday event. We've done it for a few years. My company, EBMG, we usually get a booth there. So in between classes, people walk around and we can talk. Um, but a few things came up at the at the um, at the class yesterday and I thought maybe I would discuss it on the quick podcast this week and we're actually going to be taping later in the week and probably releasing a second episode this week with somebody in studio on a great topic. So, um the first th- that I wanted to talk about is the yearly reports on conflicts of interest and when I asked all of the people in the classroom if they were aware of a, st- a statement that needs to be presented to the shareholders or unit owners of a building once a year that there's either conflicts of interest on the board or not. Nobody raised their hand that they had done it. So I wanted to put that information out there that there's a law. Um, it's business corporation law. It's it's section 727 of New York state's business corporation law. It requires that all buildings uh, submit an annual report to the members of the co-op or condo association. And it contains information on any contracts made, entered into or otherwise voted on by the board that were considered a related party transaction, such as a director with an interest in the company or a relative of the director with an interest in the company that a contract has been entered into with. So there's two ways of looking at this. There's a statement that says either there's been no conflicts of interest in the prior calendar year, and then that's signed by all the board members and sent out, or there's a statement that says, yes, there was a conflict of interest And a conflict of interest in this case doesn't necessarily mean to be a bad thing. We were discussing this in the course as well. It could mean maybe you have um, an architect or an engineer on the board and you're doing your local 11 or there's something specific that you had to be looked at and you bid it out and maybe using the in-house services of the engineer on the board, or maybe there's somebody that's related to that board member, you were able to... Get a cheaper price. Maybe you were able to get more experience. Maybe they have a specialty that goes beyond. So I don't want to. Fr- I'm not framing it by saying that all conflicts of interest are in the negative. Um, if there was a conflict of interest, what you need to do is you need to place the um, the actual contract when the vote was taken, who voted on it, how they voted on it, who has the conflict of interest. It's basically giving the shareholders or the unit owners a lot of information so that they can be aware that there was, you know, a conflict of interest on the board, and then it leaves you open to at least having the discussion of, but this is the reason why, and we're trying to keep everything above board. So again, by the end of the year, every building should be receiving, and this is for co-ops and condos in New York, every building should be receiving a statement signed by all of the board members saying that there was or was not a conflict of interest. And because we don't have clarification on the law, in, in my opinion, of how we distribute it, um, it's probably best practice to mail it. You could also, um, if you have everybody's email address and it's been verified, I would assume that you could also email it out to all the shareholders or unit owners and that would also satisfy the, recommend, the, the, the requirement. Um, one thing that you can do, and this came up actually yesterday and I did a video on this and it was helpful, um, I think I said the same statement, It was, if you have an annual meeting notice sent out and you want to include that information in the annual notice meeting, this way you remember to do it once a year, that's just an easy way to remember it. So if your uh, management company hasn't yet and you're on the board asked you to provide a yearly conflict of interest statement um, signed, then you should be asking them for it. And if they don't know what it is, then you can point them over to this podcast or point them over to me. And I'm more than happy to help um, with you or with them. So the second part is, a new required signage, um, to be put up. And I, last week I actually talked about local law 115, which is for fire signage on, um, hallway stairways that are, um, fire stairs. So when the door closes behind you, you have to leave, you know, you have to put up a sign that says, close the door. Um, and there has to be a picture of fire and flames and that's to prevent the spread. But there is another local law 103 that took effect on October 6th of 2019, and it requires a notice to be posted in every multiple dwelling located in any of New York City's six hurricane evacuation zones designated by the Office of Emergency Management, which is the OEM, regardless of whether an evacuation order is currently in effect. So now that we um, have had flooding, we've had hurricanes in New York City, obviously, we had a lot of issues with the Rockaways, we've had some issues in Lower Manhattan, uh the city is now requiring that all buildings that are located in any of the six evacuation zones are placed into you know have a sign up that says you are located in this evacuation zone and it has to be in multiple languages so that there's no language barriers so my entire portfolio and we manage over 100 buildings i mean at this point we're at 175 buildings i've already sent out to every one of my managers cuz we've we spe- we spected out which buildings are within are in which evacuation zones which posters have to go up and all of those are on if you don't have an evacuation zone um, allocated to your building then you're not having anything to worry about you don't have to put it up it's just something for anyone from one through six. Um, there is a website, and I don't actually have the link to it, but I can put the link in the description of the video of this podcast actually, um, to make sure that everybody could go to the New York City evacuation zone. Or if you Google New York City evacuation zone map, I'm sure that you could pull it up and do a quick search for your building and see. And if it's not posted in a conspicuous place in your building and you are in an um, evacuation zone, just know that you are in uh, violation of the law. It will be a penalty, I'm sure, if somebody comes and inspects it and sees that it's not there. So those are two quick little items I wanted to cover today on the yearly report on conflicts of interest. Again, this has to be done every calendar year, being that we're into December, uh, or close to December rather. And you, if you haven't yet received this from your agent and signed it and they're making plans to get it out, then they should get a move on. If you're a self-managed building. And you want to get the information from me on the language that should be on the memo, please email me and I will send you a, a template format of it so that you could have it. And in the future you could use it as well. Again, the email address is nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com, nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. And I always answer. I'm very quick to answer. Uh, if you want to check out my videos also, which are super helpful, I think I've done close to 70 videos and they're all pretty much under five minutes. So they're like quick quick tips. Um, You could go to YouTube, youtube.com slash XL, E-X-C-E-L, Bradshaw, B-R-A-D-S-H-A-W, or you could go to my main website, which is ebmg.com, and on the top, there should be a little um, picture of a YouTube link, and you hit that, and you get bounced out to that. But we're trying to put out a lot of information and try to make everybody as educated as we are because there's so many changing laws and regulations in the city. Uh, if you have any topics that you want to have covered, or if you want, you know, if you know somebody that would love to be a guest, we constantly are providing information for you guys to listen to. You can email me again at nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com and uh, send your questions send your comments and your recommendations of people to sp- speak to. I think anytime that we can learn together. And I've been doing this for over 20 years and I'm still learning something on every single podcast that we do. So I know that if I could get something out of it, that you can get something out of it and we're doing this for free. Um, you know, I just want to get the information out there. So that's it. We're going to have episode 19 coming up soon this week. And we look forward to speaking with you again. And, uh, I hope to hear from more of you Uh, subscribe and share this podcast, I would be more than grateful. And I love seeing that people are listening to it. And I see that every week we're growing and growing and growing and it's, it's really making us feel good. And it's keeping the, uh, the podcast juices alive. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Take care.